Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. We have huge, huge freaking news. Huge, huge, huge news. Huge, huge news. I'm losing it right now. He's lost. I've lost it. <laughs> he has no idea where he is. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Elias, sorry. I'm Marcus <laughs> Keller. I'm joined by my excellent co-host, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Tyler Erlinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to do this quick because we're going to fit this all in here. Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes have been signed by us. <laughs> hey, here we go. That's great. In Vancouver. Yeah, the Vancouver Boys podcast signed <laughs> them. <laughs> we got the deal done. They'll be here next week. <laughs> Huge news. Can't believe it. So stoked. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but before we get to that, Marcus, why don't you start us off with our fake sponsor? Oh, shit. Of the that's week. right. Okay. <laughs> uh, just a reminder to all our listeners out there this week's fake sponsor is, and all other fake sponsors are just a placeholder uh, to for a real sponsor, which uh, by the high quality broadcast you're about to hear, we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Huawei. Much like Evander Kane, Huawei provides overpriced services that end up in the news for all the wrong reasons. Huawei, an absolute joke. <laughs> if you're looking to contact us for, for any reason, including sponsorships, you can always reach us via email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. Also, give us a follow on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore, and Twitch at Vancouver Boys Podcast, where we are doing tons of live streams right now. We're very active on there. We'd love it if you guys hopped over and gave us a follow. All of our socials are linked in all of our social bios. So if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else, hit the link in the bio. It'll link you right over to the Twitch account. Well done. All right, enough of that. I'm let's out of on. breath. Let's move and on to the huge news. news. Yeah, we, we got to get on to the huge Hughes news. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Vancouver Canucks have re-signed Quinn Hughes to a six-year deal worth $7.75 million per year. And the Vancouver Canucks have re-signed Elias Pettersson to a three-year deal worth approximately seven point seven five. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Wow. What a, like, I'm going to sleep so good tonight just knowing <laughs> that they're here. I don't even, I have not even gotten to process the numbers yeah. yet. I'm just so happy they signed. Yeah. They'll and be, this is, this is breaking news for us. I mean, this, this news just came out. We are recording this podcast as the news comes to us and this is exciting. We've been waiting all summer for this. We we literally sat down at the desk. I opened my phone and went, guys, we have to change all the content of the episode. <laughs> right. So let, let's talk some logistics real quick. Uh, so with Furlan on LTIR, uh, this fits us under the cap space or uh, under the um, salary cap. Barely. Um, barely. But it looks like Hamannick is leaning towards opting out for the season. If he does that, that grants us an extra $3 million, which altogether should give us about $4 million to now sign a replacement for Travis Hamannick. But I don't care about that right now. <laughs> uh, let's talk some numbers about the guys. What do you think about... Let's go with Elias Pettersson first. This is the short term. Uh, this contract lands him a year before he hits uh, unrestricted free agency. 
just under $8 million per year for three years. I'm glad he's signed. I can't say I'm overly thrilled about the contract. I like that it's not super expensive right now, but I wish we could have locked him in long-term just, just for that guarantee because in three years, he's definitely, if he is coming back, which he'll be in RFA, he's going to get a giant pay raise. In so, theory. Yeah. In, in theory. Yeah. So it would have been nice to lock him down long-term, but I'm so pumped that we were able to get the deal done, get him signed, stay under the salary cap, and, and I'm just thrilled. Well, I bet Jake's going to be furious because we paid a young player a lot of money. I know how much you hate doing that. Yep. Should have just signed him to it <laughs> one by one. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it contract. <laughs> no, this is great. I mean, this is huge for Vancouver. This is huge for Vancouver hockey fans. This is huge for hockey fans in general. Um, these guys sitting out any amount of time during the regular season would have sucked. Uh, this team is going to be so much fun to watch this year, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch for at least the next three years. These guys are signed. Demko signed. Uh, Horvat and Besser are just around the corner, and I'm sure they'll get deals done. Uh, this is just this is so exciting. Um, I'm so glad these guys are able to get it done now, and hopefully they can get into the lineup in the very, very near future. The dollar values, let's talk about really quickly. Yeah. We all kind of expected they would sign somewhere in the range of 7 to $9 million. This is fantastic for what they signed for. Elias Pettersson probably could have signed nine by three. He probably could have done that. He's mm-hmm. probably earned that, right? Signing him to under $8 million for three years, even though, as Tyler said, not a great term contract, fantastic in terms of uh, the AAV on that one. Hughes, about the same. You know, six years is a good length of time, and the AAV there is only going to get better with time, assuming he develops his defensive game. Yeah, of course. One thing also um, that I really like about this is this staggers where contracts are going to start ending. I think a big mistake that Benning has made in the past is he's lined up some of his bigger players. So all of their contracts end in the same off season. It's like, he's kicking the can down the road a little bit. He's like, we'll worry about that when we get there. And then when we get there, the whole city is in a panic for about four months because we don't know if we're getting our players back. Smartly, he did sign Demko quite a while ago. So yeah, he was like back in March. Yeah, like pretty much right when the season ended. Yeah. Or even the season might have still been going on. Yeah. But having these two come right down to the wire, the fans don't like it. You know the management doesn't like it either. This is nice that they're spread out because even next year, he, he made the same mistake. He's got Besser and Horvat coming up in the same year. He's got to stagger these contracts a bit more, and I think this does that really well. Also, uh, Hughes, under $8 million for six years, that's solid term. I'm happy with that. That's a long time. But it does walk him right to unrestricted free agency. Six years is also long enough from now that I feel confident he wouldn't walk in free agency to be with his brothers. Because as you guys know, when you can be on a team for that long, they become your family, you know? Well, that's well, awfully <laughs> wishful thinking there, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. There's a difference between family and and family, you right? Know? But it's like, <laughs> like one's at, blood. But as of right now, he has two years of commitment to the Canucks. At this point, he'll have almost a decade of commitment to this team. You know, yeah, he's been but, with the guys. That but how old is he? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. This tangent you're going on, I don't think it goes anywhere. He, dude. He's no? got he's got a 20 year connection with his brother. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that yeah no, and think about it. Like Jonathan, uh, John Tavares was with the Islanders for you know, almost 10 years. Yeah. And he left. Like, no, it's if, if he wants to leave, he will leave at the end of this contract. They're all going to Michigan. 
That's also going to play in fucking Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you were going to get a short-term deal done with Hughes. Um, this this was really your only play. I think at 7.75, you can't go wrong. It's a fantastic number. Like Jake said, if he does develop his defensive game, you're going to be looking at 7.75 as a steal. If he can put up the offensive numbers, he can be more solid defensively. That That's a fantastic contract for a, a good young defenseman. So I, I love it. I'm excited. Can't wait for the the regular season to start and uh, get to the games and start watching because, yeah, I'm pumped. And think about it. Pedersen's only making a little less than $2 million more than Myers, and both of their contracts expire at the same time. Yeah, how are we going to resign both of them at the same time? <laughs> yeah, Myers get a huge pay raise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That's I, that's the off season you got to worry yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. No. Myers I, Myers is going to get like what? 11? 10 10, 10, 10 yeah. 11? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> that's enough of I that. Think, I think we'll be able to squeak PD in for like 3, 4. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Too sure. Maybe I'm a sure. 6 by 6. <laughs> Don't forget about Pullman. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a big off season. All right, boys, yeah. we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, pack up the bags. This almost feels like small news now, but we should still talk about it. It looks like we're going to have about $4 million to play with now to most likely yeah. replace Hamannick. Like you were saying, yeah. But what are the options out there now? Free agency is over. I think it would be a trade. Oh, I would think have they to be. would. Yeah, I think they would be moving out someone to bring in a player that makes around that much that can kind of fit in your second D pairing. Do you think this is where we say goodbye to you, Levy? Do you think we package him in a trade to try to bring in a competent NHLer? Why don't we? Just, why don't we just go for Nate Schmidt, <laughs> <laughs> man? Get, if only get them to retain a little bit of uh, salary, and they can have exactly. Yule Levy. <laughs> we take Schmidt back, even though he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I I do think it might be time to move on from Yule Levy. I don't know what exactly you're going to get for him, but uh, definitely uh, definitely becomes interesting when it comes to looking at players because I don't really know who's available. Maybe you could try and squeak a player like Ryan Ellis out of Philly, but they just gave up a lot for him. Yeah, I don't think they're oh willing to sell that piece yet. Yeah, that, oh that's God. the price range that, could that you, you would be able to afford. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That would put Ryan Ellis on the Vancouver Canucks. Jake, what, what do you think about that? Well, I'd love to see him in Vancouver, but... When you guys were having that conversation, it brought another thought into my mind. Oh, no. Ryan Ellis makes $6 million. So no. Oh, I thought he was like four and a half. No, no. he makes it, six. Oh, is that Ekholm that makes four and a half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Dude, I, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who do we have to give up to get Ekholm? What do you think? Um, what do you think the price is there? Well... They need a defenseman in return, so you levy. But I think we're gonna have to give up a first and a, another prospect for that sure. That could happen. They you could think? trade for Ekholm, yeah. I, I think a first, a prospect, and maybe throw in you levy or something. The only concern I have, I mean, th- this team, I know they're in win now mode. Our prospect pool is getting depleted because yeah. we we've just about a year and a half ago started trading away high picks for roster players. We also have all of our high picks from before in the NHL now. Pod Colson after this year isn't a prospect anymore. Here's the thing. Ekholm's got one year left on his term. 
Okay, so you know what? I, I think so. He isn't as valuable as you think. I, he is. I think yeah. I think a first is is definitely an option because I think a first is enough. Yeah, really. Because if you get if yeah. you bring Ekholm in, that that just staples your defensive game. Like yeah, you, you go from easily, having yeah, you could easily put Ekholm and Hughes together. What oh do you God. think about you levy in a second? Does that equal a first? Because I will give up you levy in a second right now. Where do I sign? I could totally see Ekholm. Ekholm is he Swedish? Yeah. What about Ekholm and Air, and um, OEL? Yeah, I, yeah? I think you. No, I think they play too similarly. I think okay. you'd want to split them up. So, I, you, so like Hughes, if you're trading for Matthias Ekholm, you're putting him with Hughes. Okay. Like okay. they they would be I, magic I think, together. I think they'd that be would one be. of the best D pairings in the league. Together. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think and then I hope you're listening, Jimbo. And then <laughs> yeah. we package four million for Dante Fabro. All right, easy. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> That's right. No, but honestly, like I'm a Preds fan. I would hate to see Matias Ekholm get traded, but he's got one year left. His trade value is really, really high right now. I think, and the Canucks have the space for him. I think if they, if they, if they offered like Hoaglander and you Levy, might sound, might sound, might sound high to it you. It sounds really steep, but that's partly, honestly, that's a little bit more emotional, just because I really like Hoaglander. But here's, the, here's the other thing. If they did a sign and trade for Ekholm, because like I said, he's got one year left. Right. At, I think it's like four point two five or four point five, something like that. It could happen. I would I would much rather give up a first than give up Hoaglander. But I think the Preds would rather take Hoaglander than a first. It depends. It, it's really tough to say for sure. Well, I mean the Preds are in a rebuild, so I think they could they're they'd not just a, be looking they're for They're in a picks. retool. <laughs> they're in a retool. Uh. Not a rebuild. All right, so I just wanted to correct myself really quickly. Matias Ekholm, he does not make four million. <laughs> I was wrong. He oh. makes three point seven five. Oh, you are even kidding better. me right now. That's <laughs> such a stupid contract. How did he get on that? Uh, I don't know. Wow, <laughs> don't, my don't God. Know. Yeah, yeah, he's three point seven five for one year. <laughs> Holy shit! Yo, what is what we'll, is? We'll give Yossi. him a little raise. We'll give him four point five. Yeah. Well, Yossi was making four point two five up yeah, until gotta, last yeah. year or two years ago, wow. and now he's making nine point well nine mil. Jesus, yeah. Wow, I I think we I think the Canucks need to go after Eckholm. Yeah, it fits it, too I, perfectly. I, I, it I think really it, it really depends what Nashville's price is though, yeah. because I, they I can set it pretty high. I know, but I think you can make it work with draft picks. I honestly think they could make it work hundred percent. The Canucks have the assets. They could make it work. And also, I don't think there's a better target out there right now. He fits in their cap this year. Yeah. They can resign him next year. There's just so many pieces here that fit that it would make sense. And they again, love I'm a Preds fan. I don't want to see Ekholm <laughs> traded, but Vancouver it makes loves too much sweets. sense. Yeah. He's also young enough that like he he's a little bit older than the core, but like he'll be a veteran presence. It just it makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. Yeah, if the price is right, love him. It, it just really depends on, again, where Nashville sets his value at. Yeah. Obviously, we will keep you guys up to date as best we can. In next week's episode, if any developments have been made with that little $4 million in cap space we found, we will update you in the next episode. Moving on, we just got our first look at OEL and Garland and a few others in the preseason. We've seen two games so far. Uh, one... Yeah. Played in Spokane or Spokane? How do you say Spokane. it? Spokane. Spokane. It's spelt Spokane, which is dumb. Spokane. It's Spokane. Right. I th- okay. Yeah. So that that's all we need. 
Okay. It's, it's <laughs> spelt weird. It's spelt Spokane. I, it I shouldn't just, be. It blows me away. There's so many like things in hockey terms that you just apparently have never heard them spoken out loud before. What do you mean hockey terms? Spokane isn't a hockey term. Yeah, there's a WHL team in Spokane. Oh, there's a WHL team there. So Spokane now, Chiefs or something. Yeah, the Sp- they're like a big time WHL team. Yeah, great. That's cool. <laughs> you just okay, don't care. I don't shit. talk about them a lot. <laughs> yeah, we got okay. the we got the Spokane Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the one that the one that I still can't get over is the fact that this guy said Phenom was. What did he say? Phenom. Venom. Yeah. It was like Venom. Venom. He, said, he said Venom. He said Venom. Again, oh, barely a hockey term. Like you can use it talking about but like, hockey, but you've like, never heard of like the Finnish Phenom or that you never heard any of those terms before. No, but I've heard of the Finnish Venom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, but again, it's spelt phenom. Just spell it phenom if that's how you want me to say it. How do you but, spell phenom? Okay, well, I don't care about phenom, but Spokane should be spelt without the E. Okay, whatever. So anyway, change your city. Uh, <laughs> that's but, where they play. Yeah. But thank you for hosting an excellent NHL preseason game. Also, was it excellent? For the Kraken. Yeah, it was good for them. Because they played the Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah. They, <laughs> Seattle played most of their regular roster, and the Canucks had Hoaglander... Besser, Dickinson, that's it. But I, I have I have noticed watching a lot of other preseason games, most teams are playing their star players against the the other team's weaker players. So everyone that's split, it's you get your top end players playing the lower end players so that nobody gets killed and you're not seeing who you're really playing against. Yeah. But uh no, I've noticed that with pretty much all the games. Except for Seattle, they've just been playing their normal roster because no, that's all they can. No, they had um, they played well a fairly different roster when they played Calgary the other day. The only player that was out was uh, Tanev. Oh, really? Yeah, the only like main core guy that was out was Tanev. Well, they might, yeah, like you said, they might only have like enough players for one team. Yeah. But well, but, and then of course the the normal ones that they had sitting out like Gord and uh, yeah Black Blackwell or something. Like that. Yeah, well, they're all hurt, so yeah. But for Those, Seattle, I understand why they have to do that though. They have to build chemistry. These are a bunch of guys that have never played together before in their lives, right? The the Canucks can wait for Pedersen to get back for the regular season because they know where he sits in the lineup. He's going to play with Besser and Miller just like he did all season last year. I get that. Seattle's trying to see every new line combination they can make because they don't know what they're going to look like yet. Yeah. I say we put Pedersen on the fourth line, a little bit of punishment. Who knows, man? For not signing right away. Give a little ice time to some of the younger guys. Hughes getting third line D pairing minutes. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, though, Hughes and Rathbone. Third power play unit. Hughes and Rathbone will look good. They could work out, sure. Yeah, they'd look good offensively. What I was going to say was that uh, we got our first look at some of our new guys, including Ekman Larson and Connor Garland. I saw a lot of mixed reviews on Ekman Larson. Some people saying he looked awful and that this was a horrible decision by Benning. Other people thought he looked way better than they expected. People seem to be kind of all over the map uh, on them. I Honestly, I liked his play. I thought he looked smooth. He looked comfortable. I mean, that's really all you can ask. This is the first time he's ever played a game with all of these play- players, except for Garland. Who, oddly enough, he had one of his points with Garland. It was a Garland goal assisted by Ekman Larson. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of chemistry there, so, maybe. So I think I think Ekman Larson did everything he needed to do in his first game. He was out there. He, he didn't look like he looked smooth. He looked comfortable. His passes were good. He, he made good decisions. And, and that's really all you can ask. And I think he's just going to get better and better as he gains chemistry with the rest of the players on the team. I agree. Yeah, I got to be honest, too. Like, I remember seeing a video before any of the preseason games were played, and it was Oliver Ekman-Larsen just 
trailing behind everybody else in suicides. Oh, the bag skate, yeah. Yeah, and so like coming into the preseason games, I was pretty worried. And granted, we haven't seen much of him, but what we have is it's better than Louis Erickson. That's, well, that's, I don't know about that. It's a fair bit. <laughs> well, that's that's right. Uh, Arizona fans have got something to cheer about in that trade too because Erickson didn't just score, didn't just slide it into an empty net. He sniped it and far a, side top corner. Against the opponents. Uh, yes, <laughs> on the other team's net. <laughs> he didn't He didn't score on his own team? Yeah, no. That Amazingly. Was, I mean... We, we, we were joking a few weeks ago about that article by Rakapakataka, whatever the fuck it, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. from Sweden, where they were saying that Ericsson was held back here. And, you know, we all laughed at it. What if we were wrong? What if? What if Louis Ericsson is an elite sniper that we had in the press box for no reason? Yeah, well, just be ready for next year when he signs another six by six. <laughs> I don't it's, think it's, it's a contract year. He's getting 30 is what happened last time. Oh boy. I, and then I, he's going to get a six by six and he's going to do nothing. Yeah, it's going to happen for sure. <laughs> what if like we look at that trade, you know, five, 10 years down the road and we look back and the best pieces are Erickson and OEL. Like it's a possibility. No. What Garland gonna die? Yeah. Well, like, what if, what if, what, well, what if, like, what if Garland doesn't work out? What if Gunther doesn't work out? And the rest of the pieces are all pretty minor after that, right? Dude, like, Anton Russell's gonna up, work out. <laughs> yeah. What if, but what if those are the two pieces that actually end up being like the biggest point producers for the two teams? I mean, well, then I think we did okay <laughs> because Erickson <laughs> didn't do anything for us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I mean, I can see Gunther not working out. He's he's a first-round pick, but he's also only 18 years old. You, it's always kind of a little yeah. bit of a gamble. Yeah, Garland is pretty proven, though. I would be shocked if he falls off, especially now that he's playing with better players than he was before. You also mentioned how bad uh, Ekman Larson looked in the training camp in the bag skate. We didn't talk about how bad Ole Levy looked in that. He mostly kept up until the very end. And there's many pictures and videos of him laying on the ice, seemingly trying to get oxygen into his system. Like it, it was nearly the end of him. <laughs> you thought Garland was gonna die? <laughs> yeah. You Levy literally died. <laughs> yeah. uh, Travis Green also had a quote when asked about you Levy after the training camp was over, and said that he definitely didn't do himself any favors in in terms of uh, getting a roster spot. So. He's got some, there's some pretty healthy competition for the uh, bottom pairing left side. Well, I, I don't think he looked very good at all. No, I, I didn't like him in the preseason game either. He no. looked lost, he, he, confused. He played in both preseason games. Yeah, and that's he right. Did, and he did, he did nothing. Rathbone looked good. Oh, I love Rathbone. I think people are underrating him quite a lot. A, a lot of other defensemen looked good, or at least comfortable out there. He just... He didn't. Oddly enough, one guy we barely talked about yet is Pod Colson, who we finally got to see suit up in a Canucks jersey. We've been waiting for that yeah, for a, a little long bit of action time. there. Yeah. He, to me, looked almost like he was holding back a bit. He seemed almost, not nervous, but like he really just didn't want to make any mistakes. And he, and he didn't. But he also didn't, you know, dazzle anyone. He wasn't deking through guys or just sniping from anywhere. It was, it was a very... Um, he played very conservatively. I think I, I'd put it that way. He just seemed like he really wanted to make sure that he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I think maybe the, the pressure is getting to him. You know, maybe people are thinking, or maybe he's thinking to himself, he has to be more than what he is. And that's a young player trying to crack the squad. 
because everyone's, you know, including us, putting so much pressure on them. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that about does it for Canucks news, uh, except for one piece that it's barely news, but I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, and, and it really ties into this podcast quite a bit. The Vancouver Canucks game against Seattle in Spokane. boy, <laughs> First try. Um, was at first not going to be available to Canadians at all. There was no way we were going to be able to watch it. It wasn't going to be online. It wasn't going to be televised until uh, some network with Shaw decided to patch it through on channel 500 and something mm-hmm. where the, the only way you were going to find this game is if you were looking online for it. You, you weren't going to stumble across this on the guide. The next game in Abbotsford, which people were very excited to watch, wasn't available on cable at all. It was only available on CanucksAndFlames.com. And the whole first period had no commentary because there was a technical issue. So you were just watching the game basic through through a webcam feed. I just wanted to say that's a big part of why we do this podcast was because what I didn't mention was that Toronto had three preseason games, all three of which were televised on all five Sportsnet (laughs) channels. Like you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, and they were uh, play-by-play done by uh, like the the main play-by-play. Yeah, they had the the full crew going. But it's always confused me that Sportsnet has Sportsnet 1 or Sportsnet O, which is supposed to be Ontario's network, uh, Sportsnet East, Sportsnet West, and Sportsnet Pacific, and Sportsnet Central. They have five stations. Sportsnet 360. And 360. So why do they have five stations for it with different regions in the names if all five stations are just going to play Toronto anyway. You know? I've never understood that. Because they're the best team. They even got a documentary series, so they're the best team. That's right, (laughs) which we will be watching soon, and we will review that a bit. Yeah, if you want to hear our commentary on the the new Toronto documentary, we've been talking about doing a Twitch live stream Mm -hmm. where we're going to watch it and, and talk about it, but that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, again, uh, follow us on any of our socials. Uh, that's where you can find out what time we'll be doing that at. We'll put up some advertisements for it and stuff. Uh, anyway, just wanted to express my outrage at the um, sports broadcasting community in Canada and how Toronto-centric it is. And uh, that's... Breaking uh, news. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's not really news, but it is a big part of why we exist. We wanted to bring some coverage to our hometown, so... Uh, thank you to all our listeners who support us. We really appreciate it. Okay, I think that about wraps it up for the Canucks news this week. Uh, I guess we'll jump straight in to NHL news. We're going to go all around the league, and we're going to talk. You're trying to fucking die today. <laughs> what a goof! Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my segment where I find a story that happened in the sports world, whether it's a player, team, coach, organization, or whatever. I just try to find a big goof. And this week, well, the goof found me. I was going to say, before you do, let's give our listeners a chance just to think about the Mm. last week in sports and see if they can think of anyone who's become a goof. Marcus. (laughs) Other than me for not knowing how to say Spokane. Who, who, ha, ha, who, ha, who, who. Who could it have been? Maybe. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Maybe the hockey player in the Ukraine by the name of Andre Deniskin for a very interesting reason. 
This bonehead decided to direct a suggestive action towards fellow uh, UHL hockey player Jalen Smerick. I don't know if anyone's seen the video, but this guy peeled a banana and started eating it. Mimed it. There was not a real banana on the ice. Thanks for that. <laughs> he was just carrying this prop around yeah, for when the yeah. day comes. Yeah, he was a black person pisses him off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, he mimed peeling a banana and eating it to a uh, a black hockey player, and you know very easily this guy has become the biggest goof of the week. But the fallout has been just as interesting. So first, I'll get your guys's take on the action itself. Well, it was pretty racist. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I remember honestly, like uh, when I first saw the video, and it was like it almost looked like clickbait, like you know it was one of those player makes racist gesture at you know whoever, and I was almost watching it, wait waiting to see like how can someone like how racist of a physical mm. gesture can you really make? Yeah, so I was almost watching this trying to see if like it was something people were like blowing out of proportion or whatever. I swear to God, <laughs> when I watched it, my jaw dropped. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and going forward, it really isn't going to be that big of a deal anymore because the punishment this guy got was nothing. He got 13 games, 10 of which he can buy out for like 2000 bucks or something. It's, it's, it's nothing, whatever it is. The amount of money he has to, he has to pay to be able to save those 10 games. It's, it's nothing, especially for a professional athlete. Jesus. Yeah, no. It, and, uh, to my knowledge, uh, when people tried to stand up uh, against that and say, hey, this isn't good enough, there was discipline brought on them by the league mm-hmm. saying, leave us alone. We, we've done our part. In fact, the GM of the UHL, Eugene Klochev, has been fired for speaking out against racism to Jalen Smurik. Yeah, Jalen Smurik. Smurik. That, that's just it. People are trying to say, hey, this punishment wasn't enough. We need to do more. And they're being fired for saying that. And this league sounds like a joke. Well, I can't imagine the Ukrainian Hockey League is a very... That's some top-notch hockey players. Yeah. Be acting like this terrible. There's been some pretty bad stuff in the past in terms of, you know, racism against players and banter and things that come to light. But this has got to top it, right? Yeah, no, I, I've never seen anything like this on ice before, ever. Full-on eye contact, too. Oh, like, yeah. this isn't just some little joke he's making. Yeah, like, he, no, nah, he's been planning this. Yeah, also, he like he doesn't think this was a bad thing to do at all. No. Just totally the regular Friday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, one of the worst parts of this whole thing, and that, that's hard to even narrow down, is um, his comments after it happened when, we w- when he was asked, uh, you know, what he was thinking. And he said, I respect all peoples, but unfortunately on the ice, emotions are different. That was his apology speech. Oh boy, dude. I mean, that works in some instances, like when you're going to fight somebody or like you need to put feelings aside to, to get your team going. But like, this is a completely different line that was crossed. Like this is never okay. And I think there's been a, another update to this story. Jalen Smerick came out fairly quickly after the event and said, look, I'm not playing another game in this league until this situation is properly addressed. And I think it's pretty obvious that the uh, situation has not been addressed appropriately yet. No, not at all. I mean, I I didn't realize this was, 
I mean, this has to be a bigger issue than we realize just in the country of Ukraine, right? If anything like that happened in North America, I'd like to think just about anywhere, this would have been dealt with more severely than this situation is being treated with. I actually remember once it was, I don't, it was one of the Gap or Old Navy, I forget which one it was, but they got in huge trouble because they ran an ad for a children's line of clothing and they had a kid in a t-shirt that said coolest monkey in the jungle on it. And you know what, I'd like a cartoon of a monkey and uh, <laughs> you know, he was swinging on a vine and shit. Unfortunately, the child they had where the shirt was black. Mm. And people were talking about how racist this was. That I don't actually believe was racist. No. I think that was more of a coincidence. Yeah. If you want to call it that. But like, yeah, this this was no coincidence. Yeah, no, he didn't <laughs> drop his imaginary banana and then feel he needed to consume it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah, good goof. Bad goof. I mean, that's an awful... Good selection I, for a goof. Okay. It's, a, it's a good, bad goof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, guys. The very good, awful goof. All right. There you go. Um, we were talking about some preseason action earlier. Uh, let's jump back into some of that. Uh, we got to see for the first time Hyman, uh, Zachary Hyman, that is, mm-hmm. uh, suit up with the Edmonton Oilers and play with McDavid and I believe Dreisaitl. Was, Damn, uh, he looks good. Yeah. What an easy job. I, I was going to say, <laughs> you you don't have to be that talented to be on a line with those two and put up numbers. They'll make you look good. But Zach Hyman's no... No uh, slouch. No slouch. Thank you. I was trying... I don't know why I couldn't think of the word slouch. It was almost like slug. <laughs> you were thinking of, you were thinking of Spokane, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's no Spokane. Yeah, he's no Spokane <laughs> Phenom. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Enough of me being incompetent. Let's talk about how competent uh, Zach Hyman looked, uh, especially combining with that goal yeah. uh, with those two it, on that it, line. It looked like he'd been there for years. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's just what happens when you put good hockey players together. The The chemistry will develop itself. And yeah, that's going to be a dangerous line. However, the rest of the team's kind of, well, still the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> so, non-existent. Yeah. So whatever. They're still a non-threat but they do have the option now to at least spread their talent a little bit more. Which they won't. No, they're still going to stack one or maybe two lines, yeah. throw the other two to the Wolves, and just pray that uh, Darnell Nurse on his new contract <laughs> yeah. is going to carry them for 60 minutes <laughs> yeah. a night. Actually, 160 minutes. Actually, he went coast to coast and buried one in preseason. Oh, did he? I yeah. didn't see that. Well, he went end to end and ripped it from the blue line. Yeah. <laughs> the goalie let it in, but it, it went in. Yeah, I mean... Wasn't a super nice goal, but he went blue line to blue line, a wrist shot. Yeah. But also, uh, he's had a few months to recoup after the 190 minute game he had. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's true. He might have gotten his breath back now. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing. The preseason used to be so much more, I wouldn't say fun. It used to just be a different brand of hockey because it was all just prospects trying to prove themselves. Yeah, it it was, was nothing but fights. It was, it was guys that you heard of but never watched in jerseys of the teams that own them. So yeah. it's cool because you got to see your first look at them. And we still got a little bit of that, but yeah, no. But this year, it's I think it's important because this is finally a season that's going to look somewhat normal. And we haven't had that in two years. Yeah, it's been a while. Sticking with an, well, an ex-Oilers player now, um, J- the real deal James Neal yes, has sir. a PTO with uh, St. Louis Blues. I saw that. Yes. Gets a freaking hattie in his first game. Did he? I didn't he know sure that. Did. Yeah, they don't call him the real deal for nothing. <laughs> he, 
Yeah, Hattrick, pretty sure he just cracked the squad with his first first outing there. But, uh, yeah, he looked like he wasn't playing on the Oilers, that's for sure. Yeah. Ex-Oiler, ex-Predator, James Neal. Not an ex-Canuck. No, surprisingly. Therefore, therefore irrelevant to this podcast. No, <laughs> he will be a Canuck in about four years when somebody sends him to a 6 by 6 Yeah, <laughs> sign and trade. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it'll be us signing that. <laughs> um, what do you think he'll get... If they decide to keep him, couple mil max. Couple, Jesus. I'm thinking two point five at most, and on a one year. Yeah, I was. No I, I was going a couple mil max. Yeah, like two a couple max. is two. So all right, right a whatever. Couple, that's ridiculous. He's getting at least five hundred thousand more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit of an underrated pickup. Actually, when I saw that, I didn't realize no one had signed him yet, and I was kind of like, why? Like, there's no downside to him on a PTO. Like, give him a shot. And I'm glad St. Louis did. Looks like he's going to prove to be uh, somewhat helpful for them. Speaking of PTOs, um, I believe this player was signed on a PTO. Uh, Josh Hosang. Did you guys see him playing with, uh, I guess it's the Leafs? No, I did not. He looked pretty good. He looks fast. He looks like he's handling the puck well. Yeah, I, I think he's going to make, make the team personally. Well, he's a very talented player. He just yeah. kind of screwed up big time mm-hmm. with the Islanders and... I mean, if he didn't do that, he probably would have cracked the lineup by now. Yeah. He, if he put the time in, put the effort in. Yeah, I mean, but if, uh, that might have been a wake-up call for him. If you ask Marcus, best Chinese player in the game. I was just going to say, he's the face of Chinese hockey <laughs> to, on this podcast he is. <laughs> just like Alex Chason is the face of <laughs> European. Of no English. <laughs> European, <laughs> non-English. <he's> Canadian. <laughs> Yeah. And, and now a Vancouver Canuck. <laughs> it's a good thing there's so many Europeans on the Canucks because he wouldn't be able yeah, to talk he to would anybody. Have no idea, he would have no idea yeah. what he was doing with yeah. that. Hopefully Hoaglander will translate for him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can talk to Danilo because his English isn't that good. Yeah, that's right. I heard about that. But I heard apparently there's kind of this group of young European Canucks that are all from like different nationalities, but apparently they've all been hanging out together. Like, there were pictures of Hoaglander and Pod Colson downtown, and, like, it's funny because they... Uh, Hoaglander's decent at English. Uh, Pod Colson can barely speak it at all, but I guess they just... They went, hey, come here. <laughs> just <laughs> A lot started of hand walking around. Yeah. May, may score goal. <laughs> you pass, I shoot. <laughs> we win. <laughs> yeah, they just mime it out, the whole uh, thing. Like, what's the game plan? It's like, follow me. Skates around the ice, shows them where... <laughs> <laughs> what he's gonna do? You stop here. I pass. You shoot. <laughs> They're waiting to drop the puck. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> playing follow the leader. Up there. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, guys, I got this. I'm bringing up. Just... I'm, I'm bringing up the rear. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> oh, else just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> God, I never thought I'd say this, but take me back to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play with Louie. <laughs> Louie Erickson, Clayton Keller, <laughs> Phil Kessel, first line, even though none of them play center. Shane Gostespierre. Don't forget about him. Well, he, he, he's on defense. That is going to yeah. be a weird team. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm looking so forward to weird. watching them play. Oh, their, hell yeah. Their whole fourth line was Canucks last year. Their fourth line is Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, and Louie Erickson. No, dude, Louis getting first line minutes. Yeah, think, after yeah, that, goal. no way, no way, Louis makes anything less than the first line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell's Phil Kessel gonna do there, man? <laughs> Who even are you guys? <laughs> yeah, Phil's gonna be like the only player on this team that can skate is Clayton Keller. 
I mean, I can't even skate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring me more hot dogs. <laughs> Like, am I the coach yet? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I don't Somehow, think he yeah. does. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. I want to go back to Pittsburgh. I yeah, think. there you go. Do you think he At will ask they can for make it out of the first no, round? No, I don't think so. No, he's good to stay there? Well, he's only got a year left, right? And I, yeah. think, I think he's ready to retire in a nice hot state. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He's got two cup rings. He's got a millions of dollars. He's He he, he could have a very lucrative post-career Um. Uh, post career career in broadcast media if he wanted to or I'm, hot dog eating contest. <laughs> yeah, take lessons from Joey Chestnut. Yeah, he, he could literally be the face of like Schneider's hot dogs. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> just have Easily. Phil Kessel all over it. Yeah, you want to feel the thrill of a Schneider's hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> you want to feel the Phil, thrill? Fill your thrill. Yeah, fill the thrill. Get your fill. <laughs> Schneider's hot dogs. <laughs> fill you up good. <laughs> I don't want to be filled by Phil. <laughs> Get your fill of Phil. I bet your Malkin's all over that. Oh, yeah, okay. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Moving on. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. No, before we move on. Oh, what? You have more to say here? Yeah. About you, Phil? You, you mentioned Kessel getting into broadcasting. Would it not be hilarious if the very thing that drove him out of Toronto is what he joined? If he started, like, covering the Leafs in any sense? <laughs> well, he's an American player playing in the States. I don't see him coming to Canada. But he hates the media in general. He's been so open about that. Yeah. I just think he would do such a good job at something like that. Do we need a, a smart fourth, guy? Do we need a fourth person on the podcast? I mean, I would take Phil. Uh, I mean, sure. hey, let's reach out. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some stories. Oh, oh he'll have he a couple. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> now moving on. All right, go ahead. Man. I'm hosting. I say when we move. All on. right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. Reports have come out that again, the reason Jack Eichel is not being traded is the price is just too high, and teams are not willing to pay it. Some reports have even suggested that Buffalo is so firm on their price that he could end up sitting until nearly the trade deadline without getting moved. Yeah, well, I heard that um, there was a little bit more conversation about what's going on with the trades, and it sounds like there's a bunch of teams that are willing to make the trade. However, the trade picks need to be conditional to the amount of games and points Eichel plays and scores. If I'm the opposing team, that's definitely what I'm asking for because at this point you don't know how the injury is going to affect him. You don't know how he's going to play. You don't know how he's going to fit in. It's, it's just a big wild card right now. And, and to put all your eggs in one basket to try and get this guy, it's, it's a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want us to trade for him at all. I, I can't see a scenario where I would put out any, um, anything near the, the asking price for him yeah. for four first round draft picks. But uh, if he sucks there, they turn into four fourths. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he or none. <laughs> yeah, hey, you get one seventh. <laughs> well, think about it. Like he's been to take his whole. Cap. He's been injured since I think it was was it January or February of last year. It was pretty early on in the season. It was right? February though. I was think. it February? Okay. Yeah, well, whenever the it was. Season was only on for like. Yeah, it started in January. But, yeah, but he was out pretty early on in the season, right? Yeah. So anyway, he's been out for for effectively all of last season and all the way up until now. Had he not had that surgery as soon as he could have. He, you know, one could argue he could be back by now. But again, we have to keep in mind that no player has ever came back from the surgery that he needs. 
I don't know if you guys are aware of that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he needs a, a, a shoulder surgery that no player has ever returned to hockey from. That being said, no player really? has ever been as young as he is um, when they had the surgery. So what exact, do you know what exactly the surgery is? It's like a neck disc replacement, but not full replacement surgery. It's it's something like that. Jesus. But it's also super niche, right? Like it's not a common surgery yeah, that needs to right. be made. So the, the sample size we have is pretty small. But then again, that being said, every player that's had it has retired from it. So... That's that's I'll why the surgery. That's why these teams are so weary of making the trade is because yeah, we'll trade for him. We'll let him have the surgery because ultimately that's why he wants out of Buffalo anyway. Yeah. But there's no guarantee that he's going to come back and play. Ergo, why there are these conditions on the trade picks. It's cuz they say, "Look, we'll give you these picks, but it's got to depend on how many games he plays and how many points he scores." I find it crazy that that's still like part of NHL players' contracts that they don't have full autonomy of their own medical decisions, you know? No, I get it. Right? Like, they're property of the team. So, they... But they're human beings, too, right? Like, you got to think. Like, if you know something's better for you and your own doctor is saying, yeah, this is better for you, but your team says, sorry, we don't want you to do that. Yeah. Like, that's Well, that's that's, that's in the contract, right? That's between the NHLPA and the NHL. And when they figure out the next CBA, maybe they'll change it for this exact reason. And I kind of hope so. That's something that, like... I bet a lot of, you know, 18-year-old boys don't think about when they're signing their ELCs and stuff. But, like, man, that's a that's a huge thing that you're giving up there is autonomy to your own uh, medical decisions. You're also getting a ginormous paycheck, which kind of helps out. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would let – I would give up all say on what the hell happens to me for $11 million a year. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, you know what? No, you, no. You, you don't want to cut me open? That's fine. Making eleven million. Yeah, I just feel bad for Jack Eichel because he's, you know, one of the best centers in the league and he's not playing. Yeah. And he's not going to play for months still, regardless of if he get trades if he gets traded or not. Well, that all being said, I think that wraps up about the first half of the show. We're gonna throw it to break now. Sounds like a plan. You good with that, Tyler? I sure am. Okay, cool. I changed my mind. I'm not okay with it. Okay, well, we're going to stay here for a little while longer. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to play that music, and we're going to give you the fake sponsor one more time, and we'll see you on the other side. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Huawei. Much like Evander Kane, Huawei provides overpriced services that always end up in the news for all the wrong reasons. Huawei, an absolute joke. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. And welcome back from the break, everybody. We're uh, going to get into some more news from around the league in the second half. Yes, we are. Uh, some big news out of Toronto coming in the second half of the show, where it belongs, because it's not actually that big of news. Uh, Sheldon Keefe has signed a two-year extension with the Leafs. Now, I'm sure this will be top of the hour on TSN and Sportsnet, but we're going to cover it anyway right here in the second half. Yep. I mean, the guy's accomplished so much already. <laughs> Just wait till he makes it out of that first round. Oh, yeah. Or doesn't. Giving him the <laughs> Shanahan's going to hand over the keys. Yeah. 
wow, look at this guy. Yeah. Do you guys think he can get this group past the first round? No. I don't think this group can get past the first line. doesn't matter unless they got Barry Trotz. Or the coach from Miracle. Anyone remember his name? Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yes. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> isn't that, isn't no. that a shot? Uh, no. Herb, Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. Wow. I'm impressed you remember wow. that guy's name. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Burt Reynolds is something I order at the bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Sheldon keeps a good coach, but it doesn't matter. Team's full of fucking prima donnas who would rather just hang out and play chell and you know, be young millionaires than actually play hockey and make it past the first round. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a pretty good life to me. Exactly, but <laughs> yeah, that sucks to the fans. Yeah, just too much individual talent, not enough of a team, unfortunately. Um, speaking of individual uh, rankings, uh, EA has teased some of their overall rankings for players, and uh, they have Matthews ranked at a 92 overall. Um. It was all fine. We, you know, it's typical. Some people complain about it, and some people think he's overrated, underrated, whatever. And then Nathan McKinnon chimed in on Twitter saying that Austin Matthews was done dirty by EA, saying that he should have been ranked higher than ninety-two. You guys remember the days when, like, there was like one or two players that were ranked above ninety in NHL? So, shut up. <laughs> I'd have given him like a seventy-six. That, okay, that might be a <laughs> little harsh, man. <laughs> you know what? Went around to the playoffs and you can move your way up. Well, that's what I was I was wondering. I don't know if you guys know this, whether or not EA actually takes playoff stats into consideration, but Matthews, not forget about the team not moving past the first round. He's not a playoff performer. Well, he hasn't really had the chance to be one. No, but well, he's played every year seven games in the playoffs. Yeah. Except for uh, Columbus. 2020 when he didn't play any. <laughs> what? He didn't play any in 2020. They didn't make the playoffs. Remember oh, the whole right. Sorry. Sorry. Round? I, yes, it was the play-ins. Yes. Still a pretty but, important game. Yeah. But those stats count as playoff stats. It's a weird thing. Really? I, I saw this with the NHL. Yes. Play in anything. So basically Pittsburgh, even though they were eliminated by Montreal, yeah. the players that scored points there, those count in their playoff category in their player bios. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, he hasn't played that many playoff games. Yeah, but Especially in the ones in the he has, season. he hasn't been incredible. You know, he hasn't usually been their, their leading scorer or their top point getter or anything. He yeah. has not been what the leading goal scorer in the NHL should be doing in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been William Nylander, right? It was last year, for sure. Yeah. It was funny. Speaking of some uh, prima donnas that are maybe too obsessed with themselves to put the better of the team in front of them, a devil's prospect has decided to retire from hockey at age 22 to become a social media influencer. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah, I mean, if I was a devil's prospect, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> pretty bleak. <laughs> I don't know. They might have a bit of a future there. Yeah, I know. I'm just goofing on them. Yeah, but you might have a future in uh, in TikTok or whatever, or whatever he's going for. Yeah, yeah, man, we should partner up with him. Maybe he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I just, don't know. I just don't think that like you're going to make that much of a life for yourself playing or being a social media influencer when you've been drafted to the NHL. Yeah. I, like I you're going like, to be able to play professional hockey somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like your platform is even bigger if you're in the NHL. Like you just have a way better opportunity to get those followers on social media. 
because you're a professional athlete. Yeah. So. Yeah, just a bit of an odd career move, really. You know, I'm going to give up this sure thing so I can go into one of the more unstable yeah. jobs in existence. One more uh, little news story, and I'm excited to share this one with you because um, Tyler was unaware of it and is unaware of the contents of this situation despite him being on a hockey podcast and a Blues fan. <laughs> the St. Louis Blues have hired Peter Shirelli as an assistant to Doug Armstrong. Tyler, what do you think about that? <laughs> now, now, here's the thing. So Tyler. I've been struggling here for a minute because I cannot put the face to the name. I, I hear, I've heard of Peter Shirelli all the time, and and I can't quite figure it out. So let's Wait, get his live I, reaction. I think I think I was he the Oiler guy. <laughs> <laughs> the St. Louis Blues have right, hired the I, man. I know who he is. <laughs> who ruined a team that had every possible opportunity to become an elite NHL force. Yeah, he, he got and ruined of, them. He got rid of Taylor Hall and Everlay. And uh, he traded Matt Barzell for Griffin Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever I seen... I think that's a pretty good trade. <laughs> Worked out well for the Islanders. <laughs> I saw a screen grab of what the Oilers would look like now with no picks being traded. Like it had basically, if the management just had no interference on, on what they had and assuming all the drafts picks stayed as the same people, mm -hmm. they would have been... A dynasty. Mm -hmm. Do you, how many GMs have that? Just a dynasty built for them. They literally don't have to touch it, and it becomes a dynasty, and they dismantle it brick by brick. Well, I'm so glad the Blues <laughs> picked him up. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would be. Well, he's not like at the helm, you know. No, he's... you know Armstrong seems to be pretty good. So I mean, I can't complain. He did get a first round draft pick for Ryan Reeves. So, you know, he, he does know what he's doing. So as long as this guy can keep his mouth shut, and <laughs> who knows, maybe he's going after Matt Barzell. He's going to bring him back to the Blues. Yeah, the one thing I'm concerned about is that, like, the Blues are actively shopping Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe, maybe we'll get uh, Adam Larson for him. <laughs> that might be a fair trade now, no. honestly. No. no, Adam Larson is garbage. Absolute garbage, and Tarasenko still has an upside. Maybe they get Taylor Hall then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, if I was and Taylor Hall, trade Taylor Hall for Adam <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Exactly. Can you imagine that? That'd be hilarious. A GM trading a player for another player, ending up on another team, getting that player back, only to trade him away for the same player you traded him for the first time. <laughs> okay. And I wouldn't put it past Peter Shirelli to be the one to do that. <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> and one final piece of news from this week, and this guy just cannot stay off of this podcast yeah, if he tried. We should have had a, like a specific alert noise for this guy because every week he comes up. Evander Kane is in the news once again for like the ninth consecutive week. Did he do a good deed? Shockingly, no. <laughs> Evander Did Kane, he donate any of his money? <laughs> Kane was caught fostering kittens. <laughs> yeah. And selling them on the black yeah. market. <laughs> for, for black tar heroin. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's funding his new black tar heroin business. <laughs> he's lost quite a bit of money in this investment. Uh, but uh, on, top of, well, on top of him fostering kittens... 
uh, which did not happen. <laughs> he is now under investigation by the NHL for breaching their COVID protocol. And no one even knows what this means anymore. Because what is the NHL's COVID protocol? Ask Commander Kane. I, I like I, I thought Ask Commander Kane's wife. <laughs> I I thought the if protocol now. That, I was gonna say, has anyone found her? <laughs> we found her. Is she safe? Did he sell her on the black market? <laughs> and his unborn baby. God hey, sake! I didn't think you got the kittens. kittens. It was a fair trade. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, but the the COVID COVID protocol. COVID protocol. COVID. Matt's got COVID. What is the COVID protocol now? I thought it was just. If you have it, you don't go to practice or, or the game or whatever. I, I didn't know there was like, like, I know the NHL used to say you couldn't go to certain restaurants or travel restrictions. They wanted you just in your hotel and at the rink. I thought that was all over and done with. What What's the protocol now? Well, if you have COVID, you're not allowed to go anywhere. You have to stay in your, in your, yeah. you have to quarantine. So they're insinuating that he got COVID and then didn't no. quarantine. No. I think what they're saying is that when they were limiting their players from leaving the hotels or whatnot, he was going out partying. Oh, That's so what he's I being investigated from something from a while ago. Yeah. The investigation has just either started or become public now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen him at the strip club. Yeah? Just hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> Having dinner. Well, didn't he admit to going to Europe and fucking yeah. partying <laughs> yeah, over that's there, like, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, didn't admit to it, was caught doing it in a accused of yeah, neglecting yeah, yeah. his family um he, he was house. no he yeah. was looking for them <laughs> or, <laughs> where <laughs> or trading them away who knows maybe his family's in europe yeah i i don't think they are <laughs> I, know. I'm just, I can't find them i'm well, gonna check at a music festival in europe maybe they're there <laughs> what kind of kittens did he get were the kittens from <laughs> europe <laughs> then we know he made a trade <laughs> evander kane everybody <laughs> <laughs> legend Certified local boy. Certified no, local boy. No, indeed. we are stripping his title. Moving on from our weekly Evander <laughs> Kane segment. Yeah, Evander Kane updates. Um, we promised you guys we would do a special top 10 ranking. Now that we've finished every position, we've ranked the top 10 goalies, top 10 wingers, top 10 defense, and top 10 centers last week. This week, we're going to rank the top 10 best teams over the next five years. Uh, Jake, why don't you help me explain to our listeners what exactly that means? Yeah, so it just means kind of like over the next five years, which teams will see the most success due to the players on the team right now, um, the direction that the organization's going in, the prospects they have coming up through the pipeline, and uh, yeah, just which teams we see having the most success over the next five years. And that doesn't necessarily mean winning Stanley Cups or President's Trophies. It just means turning themselves around and getting into a, a good place. Yeah. So you're going to see a weird mix of teams here because you're going to see, see some backloaded teams where they're maybe not that good now, but their prospects are aging and they will be better in five years. And even some teams that are going to get worse. Like, for example, the Tampa Bay Lightning might be really good now, but might be on the decline, still be successful over the next five years. Exactly. Let's get started then with our top 10 lists. And uh, I guess usually we go clockwise, but we're going to go counterclockwise this time around the desk. And uh, we're going to get Tyler to read off his 10 through 7 picks. All right. At number 10, I have the Minnesota Wild. What? Whoa. <laughs> they cracked number, the list. At number Holy 9, cow. I have the Buffalo Sabres. The what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, we're never going clockwise ever again. That's a terrible idea. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 
I would never have either of those tunes on my list. Um, <laughs> oh, they were both jokes. <laughs> <laughs> At number 10, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. Old. At number nine, I have the St. Louis Blues. At number eight, I have the Montreal Canadiens. And at number seven, I have the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Okay. Canucks making the list, eh? Look at that. All right. I guess that makes it my turn. It does. At number 10, I have the Los Angeles Kings. At number nine, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. At number eight, I have the Minnesota Wild. And at number seven, I have... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just threw up. (laughs) All over the desk. Oh, they made that very obvious. And at number seven, I have the Nashville Predators. Really? What? (laughs) Yeah. No, we save the debates until the end. Damn right you do. (laughs) Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Got a lot of stock in uh, Askarov there, eh? Askarov. Yeah, we'll do the debating at the end. Okay. Okay. Take your own advice. Marcus, take it away. Okay. At number 10, I have the New York Rangers. Number nine, I have the Detroit Red Wings. Number eight, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. And at number seven, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Surprised to see the Leafs even on your list. We'll save the debating until the end. (laughs) It wasn't a debate, just a comment. Sounded like a debate. Uh, Those are fighting words. I'm surprised (laughs) to see them there. So am I. Mr. Anti-Leafs. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. Well, 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 over to Tyler Yeah, for his six through four picks. At number six, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. At number five, I have the New York Islanders. At number four, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. At number six, I have the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh. At number five, I have the Montreal Canadiens. At number four... At number four, I have the New York Rangers. Wow. Okay. At number six, I have the Edmonton Oilers. At number five, I have the Vancouver Canucks. And at number four, I have the New York Islanders. All right, Tyler, let's hear your top three most successful teams over the next five years. At number three, I have the New York Rangers. At number two, I have the Florida Panthers. And at number one, I have the Colorado Avalanche. At number three, I have the Ottawa Senators. What? At number two, I have the Florida Panthers. And at number one, I have the Colorado Avalanche. It's weird being the last guy to go because I know some things now that are going to very much surprise our listeners, I think. Number three, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. At number two, I have the Florida Panthers. And at number one... I have the Colorado Avalanche. Wow. (laughs) This is not the list where I thought we would agree not only on the number one, but on number two. Yeah. And we, like, just so you guys know, we don't talk about our lists at all. Not at all. This is the first time we're hearing each other's lists. That's why I was so shocked when you guys both agreed on that. Like, of all the lists, you know, you'd think even maybe on centers we could have all agreed on it. This guy picks McKinnon as number (laughs) one. (laughs) Or maybe goaltending. Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have Buffalo at number one, honestly. But, like, seriously, we both agree that Colorado... I mean, let's start with what we agree on first. Colorado is already somewhat of a powerhouse, and they've still got solid prospects in the pipes. And they're all so young. I know. The the team that they do have, for the most part, is quite young. It's They're going to be a force in the NHL for a long time going forward. And I think I think Florida is kind of pushing in that same direction. I think that's kind of why we all picked them. 
They have a lot of really young talent. They don't have a lot of older players on their team. And they have a lot a lot of good young players in the pipelines and some really y- good young goaltending. That's exactly why I picked them, yeah. But the goaltending in Colorado is still a little bit suspect for me. But that being well, said, their forwards and defense make up for it. Yeah, as an overall team, yeah. they're still likely to have tons of success. One thing I noticed is nobody had Vegas on their list. Yeah, I noticed that too when we were going through it. I was debating around the top if I could put them in, but I think they're too front-loaded. Like, they'll be successful for the next one or two years. I think they take a pretty steep dive after that, honestly. I mean, they're putting a lot of stock in Robin Leonard. Mm -hmm. And also, they're an older team. That's that's the thing that got (laughs) me. They're they're one of the oldest teams in the league, I believe. They're all probably in their prime or just starting to decline now. That's why I give them max two years of even playoff runs, to be honest with you. After that, I think it's a steep decline from there. Jake, who did you have at number three? Yeah, it was Andrew. I I see them having success in five years. Yeah, I'm there too. I think that's too, it's a too too much of a backloaded pick. Like all their success is going to be in that fifth year. Yeah, I mean, I think it will take a few years for them to ramp it up, but I think they're going to see a lot of success in those in those third, fourth, and fifth years. Okay. I think That's in fair. five years, they will be where the Canucks are right now. I think they'll no. be ahead of where no, the Canucks no are way. right now. Yeah. You think they'll be further along? Honestly, it's all about goaltending. If they can get a goalie, this team will be fucking scary. Maybe a little bit of defense, too. I don't know, man. Shabbat, Sanderson, Zub, they've got some defensemen. That's true. Like, they, they've got some defensemen. I also, forgot Sanderson was there. Yeah. Like, they're a good team. They just need some goaltending. That's also why I'd have them third. If they had a strong goalie prospect, I might even have them higher. Um, did you either of you guys have the Leafs on your list? No. no. Okay. Are you kidding me? Here, God, no. Here's the thing, though. We were So we don't see each other's lists, but we go over the parameters pretty clearly. And you mentioned that this isn't about Stanley Cup wins or even playoff series wins. It's just about success as a team. In the regular season, I can't take that away from them. The Leafs are a pretty good team. Albeit, they were in a bad division last year, but they won that division. The last few years, they have never finished in a wild card. They've always been above that. And they are relatively young. I'm not saying I think they're going to have a lot of playoff success coming up. But I can't take away the fact that, again, in the regular season, they're a hard team to beat. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Morgan Riley's contract's coming up this year. And their goalie tandem is a pair of backups. So, where'd you guys have the Canucks rated? Each of you had, you had them at middle seven, Middle of the right? pack. I had the yeah. middle of the pack. That, at seven. Yeah, I had them at five. I am at six. I had them yeah. kind of right with the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're all close enough that like it's not worth really debating. They're going to be a decent team moving forward, not... Colorado, but they're they, their windows opening here. They've got a goalie, they've got some decent defensemen, and they've got uh, some decent forwards. We have two decent defensemen. What are you we'll talking see. about? We got Tucker yeah. Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, the offense I'm not worried about. Goaltending, I mean, if D Pietro blossoms the way he's supposed to, I have no issues with our goaltending coming up. It's just if we can solve that defense issue. Where was Nashville on your list, Jake? <laughs> They were uh, sitting at seventh. It's quite high for a team that doesn't belong in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> quite high for a team going through a rebuild. Yeah, they're like, not going through a rebuild. Dude, they're, they're going through a retool. How, it's a retool. How, a how retool. Many, how many years left on that uh, Duchesne and uh, Johansson contract? 
I, I think those, that team's not so going to be carries good until, you, until that, that carries you until the end of the success window that we're ranking right now. But they do have UC Soros. They do, yes. If it was two inches taller, they might win Stanley Cup. I don't know. Yes, if you increase the height of each player on the Preds by two inches, they could easily be in the top ten. But they're not. They uh, had two first-round picks this year. Speaking of which, oh, I, heard, I heard that... Uh, Tomasino, Fabro. I just re-signed Granlin. All right. You know you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll surprise us. They're not going to surprise me. <laughs> Jake's already like, yeah, they're finishing first. President's <laughs> trophy, baby. And we're raising another banner. <laughs> <laughs> he like President's trophy runner-ups. Oh. He comes second in the league. <laughs> raise a banner anyway. Sounds like something Carolina would do. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that about does it for the top 10 rankings. We will. Hold on a minute. I don't know if we're quite done yet. No? You have the Red Wings on your list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sir, please defend your yeah. Red Wings pick. And, and I want to know why the Red Wings are above the Rangers. <laughs> I, somehow, yeah. You think the Red Wings have a brighter future in the next five years than the Rangers? I do. I think the Rangers. No, no, no! I didn't say. I didn't say. Tell us why the Rangers are below them. I okay. specifically said, why do you have the Red Wings on your list? Verona's getting shoulder surgery right now, so who knows what he's going to come yeah, back? Yeah, Verona's like. going to be right. out for the, at least the next three months, probably four. Okay, that's all. That's from. three months is not five years. That's yeah. a pretty big window. Okay, there. that's that's fair. <laughs> so, but still, you're like right. this year, he they're could, not going to be. He a could good go team. in for shoulder surgery and come out without a leg. So you never know. Exactly. Well, that's, that's <laughs> hey, unlikely. it could happen. Okay, I did. Stranger ac- things have happened. I did not account for him missing limbs on my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think the Red Wings have a good future. I trust Iserman. I think that, and again, this is one that uh, much like you had the Senators quite high up. I have this one as being pretty backloaded. I think it's more going to be the last two, three years of the five windows that they're going to have the bulk of their success. But I think that they can hit a higher ceiling than the Red Wings can with the core that they have. What core would that be? First of all, they've got Troy Stetcher on defense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hugely underrated. Of course, right. (laughs) They've got Verona in three months from now, so leave that one alone. They They have Dylan Larkin, who's... Got some very Bo Horvat-like attributes to him. Right. I don't know. I just like it. I think they can put it all together. They've so, got some pretty solid great, prospects, too. That's a great core yes, of, of two players and Troy Stetcher. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, and Troy Stetcher? <laughs> you know, <laughs> two hockey players and Troy Stetcher. What the fuck is that? You like Troy Stetcher. I His do. jersey's right there. I do, but he's no Thomas Shabbat or, or he's no, like, Adam Fox. Or yeah, I just like, don't see how like the, like the Rangers have Adam Fox or Temi Panarin, Alexi Lafreniere, and none of them have Steve Eiserman as their GM. You watch this guy will make some moves. Yeah, well, the one team has or Temi Panarin, yeah. <laughs> dude. I have no fucking idea. You think the Red Wings are going to be good? All right. Also, there was one point you could have made that I've been like, yeah, that's pretty good, but you didn't make it. Let's hear the point then. Alex Nedeljkovic. Yeah, there you go. But you didn't make that point. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. All right. I'm we'll not a lawyer. I'm on a hockey podcast. Okay, well, I, I, I do have one more question about your list. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. at number six. Yep. 
I, I don't think they're going to be able to afford anybody in the next five years. Again, you have them higher than the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, because, because oh, they're going to cheat. Oh, that's how. Yeah, I have them higher. Than David the- just developed leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He'll be out for exactly nine months, <laughs> along with Leon Dreisaitl, right at trade deadline time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they just miss. It's like, Hyman, you better get us there. <laughs> yeah. We need this $20 million. Uh, uh, That backfired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get Jack Eichel. You got McDavid Eichel tandem. That'd be cool. That would be nasty. Be interesting. No, but I have... The, the reason I have the lightning lower is what really brought them back is, again, they have, to me, a similar thing that Vegas has, where they, if I pick them over the next five years, very front-loaded. I think they've only got a couple years left where they're going to be able to keep this team as successful as it is. Yeah, or, they're already pretty much on the decline as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, I mean, they still got Point, Kucherov, Hedman, Vashilevsky. Like, they're still going to be a good Radish. team. Well, Taylor Radish is still coming up, yeah. But, like, they still have a good team, and they're going to have yeah. a good team for at least the next five yeah, years. It's, be, it's the amount of success they'll have in those five years. Right. They'll be good. That's why I have them at seven, right? That's uh, why they're on the list. But they're not, not above Edmonton. Okay. But here's the thing. I gave Edmonton the benefit of the doubt because they have so many pieces. They <laughs> No, they do. No. So does what? Detroit. Yeah. Yes. Got, You're saying I got a lot here. of players <laughs> in that locker room. <laughs> they have a full roster. <laughs> I'm glad you're seeing they my logic. They are a professional no, hockey organization. If the, the reason... <laughs> <laughs> they have enough pieces and high-end pieces that if they move some things around, make some trades, adjust their cap space a little bit, they can build a contender with what they have. They just have to do it. Especially with Mike Smith behind. Oh, yeah. That would Five be... years from now, only <laughs> fucking 46. <laughs> that would be one of the moves they should make. But what I'm saying is it should be easy enough to turn them into a contender. They just aren't one right now. Well, at least they, they don't have Peter be. Shirelli. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's uh, why the Blues missed out on my list. <laughs> another thing that kind of uh, threw me for a loop was I was expecting you to have the Montreal Canadiens on here. Here's the And thing. I don't see them. I don't know. They just seem, the run they went on last year just seems to have involved too many players that are either leaving or declining, right? Their best, you, you could argue one of their best players was Caulfield, and he's obviously still with them. And Nick Suzuki. And Nick Suzuki. Uh, but that's just it. It's two guys, very right? Cook, that, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Detroit Red Wings. Philip Deneau. He's gone. Corey Perry. <laughs> Three of those guys are already gone. Yeah. Uh, Shea Weber's injured, possibly going to retire soon, <laughs> yeah. which would be bad news for the uh, Let's not talk about that. We already brought that up on the podcast. Yeah, There's definitely not, not, a, not a top team when they're paying that cap relief. Uh, Kerry Price battling through some injuries and not going to be good forever. That's fair. I'd say five years from now, do you see Price being retired? Definitely. Yeah. So that that's just it. That Unfortunately... I, I love the, the Habs. I can't put them as uh, most successful in the next okay. five years. That's fair. Well, that was exhausting. Um, <laughs> for me, mostly, because... <laughs> you put I, the fucking Red Wings on your list. <laughs> you just watch. All right. watch. I, oh, I will. Watch Iserman's Iser plan. It's going to... The Iser plan? <laughs> the Iser plan. Um, <laughs> next thing you know, McDavid's going to be on the team. Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah. fuck... 
Um, wow, isn't that poignant? <laughs> yeah, well, they're not going to be that good this year. <laughs> Um, wow! So, the so NHL for, discussion <laughs> has the Detroit Red Wings ranked at number thirty in the NHL. Uh, so for power rankings, I, I only was, above Buffalo and fucking Arizona. I was about for our listeners. I just went onto our phone here to read the inbox questions, and uh, when I opened Instagram, the first post that popped up before we could get to your questions is the Detroit Red Wings power ranking <laughs> at uh, 30th in the NHL. Wow, last year they ranked them at 27th. They think the Red Wings have gotten worse <laughs> no, no, since last no, no. year. No, no, Last year, what a lineup. Tyler Bertuzzi, unvaccinated. Oh, buddy, drag them buddy, the- they have Robbie Fabry. It's they game do over. have Robbie Fabry. Oh, I should have put them first. Yeah. Um, that being said, let's actually get into the inbox since that's right. what I open Instagram for. Right. We have a question from a listener this week who asks, what is better, TSN or Sportsnet? Now, I have some strong opinions on this, so I'll throw it to you guys first, and I'll uh, I'll bring it home. How's about that? Would it be bad if I said I didn't really care for either? <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, I would rather listen to the Vancouver Boys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, if I had to choose, I would probably say TSN, but... I I really could care less either way. I I don't really watch either yeah. for, for anything other than if a hockey game is on one of those channels. That's about it. Yeah, I, I don't mind the That's Hockey crew, the James Duffy and O-Dog and all those guys. I don't mind them. Like, they're, they're fine. But I still think that they're that too serious hockey for me, whereas mm-hmm. I think um, Sportsnet has kind of embraced the – more lightheartedness that the game is kind of trending towards. And so that's why I'd pick Sportsnet. Just because I like that they're kind of embracing that fun side of the game too. Whereas I think TSN's got a little bit more to work on to get to that. And also I can't stand Jay Onright. I just think he's annoying. But I know I'm a fairly alone in that opinion, but uh, he just annoys me. I see where you're coming from. I'll, pu- I'll put it that way. Like he's, he's annoying. I still enjoy him, but I enjoy watching clips of him. I don't enjoy watching a full hour segment that he runs, you know? Mm. However, I, I just got to say, both have pissed me off so much in just neglecting the Vancouver market and honestly, sometimes just outright disrespecting it. TSN 1040, one of our biggest sports radios, they canceled it mid show, didn't give notice to the hosts, and gave them an hour to pack their things and leave with security watching them. They gave them no chance to say goodbye, no warning, nothing. Yeah. Uh, Sportsnet uh, just fired uh, Scott Rintoul, who works on uh, the radio stations in Vancouver for them. They bought Sports Page, which was one of the most iconic sports shows in Vancouver history, just so that they could cancel it so that they couldn't compete with Tim and Sid when they made them a national show. And because they're obviously more Toronto centric. Just quite embarrassing for both networks, and, and it's too bad. So I. I have a pretty strong hatred for both networks. The only reason I'll say Sportsnet's better is because they have rights to all Vancouver Canucks games. And I like John Shorthouse. So, but I, I don't like either network particularly at all. That's where I'll leave that one. Well, you know, this episode's been uh, pretty chocked full of content. Absolutely. And I guess we better. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, it has been. Uh, but uh, that's right. Have you checked the time? Looks like it's time for Tyler's Tyler Surprise Headline. headline. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Oh boys. Oh boys, oh boys, oh boys. Give it to him. It'll em. make you <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It might make you climb into a pond and fight a beaver. It's Tyler's <laughs> surprise headline. Oh right. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Well, for this story, we're coming to Canada. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. And by Canada, Friendly fire. I mean <laughs> Vancouver. Really? <laughs> yeah, we're coming really? home for this one, boys. Is this the first certified local Tyler <laughs> Surprise headline? <laughs> it, sure, it sure is. So, the arrow has been seen in downtown Vancouver. Homeless man shot with an arrow on the downtown east side. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody went hunting yeah. homeless men <laughs> with so, a bow and arrow. Yep. <laughs> so someone's go- this has happened in multiple locations, but somebody Jesus. down is <laughs> really is hunting them yeah. down. We got somebody, a hawk flying around. <laughs> some, somebody downtown is targeting the homeless with bow and arrows. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? If you're going to kill someone in a populated area, a gun makes a lot of noise and is going to attract a lot of attention. You get on a rooftop with a bow and arrow. No one's going to know where that <laughs> shit came from. Fucking longbow up into the air. <laughs> you kill anyone you want. Yeah. Yeah, just look at the history of who bought a longbow. <laughs> exactly well, one person. Have you guys Have you guys seen the TV series Green Arrow? Uh, no. No. Well, it's fantastic. Oh, is it now? But, uh, I mean, he shoots people with arrows and nobody knows who the hell he is. Yeah, so. It's his thing, eh? I mean, he, it, it's he just silent. made his own bow. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Still, but Jesus, <laughs> how many people were hit with arrows? Uh, <laughs> question they, so ridiculous. <laughs> they don't have a total count, but they they did say multiple. So Jeez. multiple people at have least been hunted, and, and one one person was shot outside of the women's center. Oh, oh no, yeah, That's a twenty-two-year-old victim. That's really sad. No kidding. Yeah. He, he oh, well. felt a sharp pain in his leg and realized <laughs> that he had been shot by an arrow. So at least, at least maybe they didn't because kill he was him. outside the women's center. Yeah, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that that's another thing. Is like, I wonder how difficult it is to kill someone with an arrow. You know, well, if it can take down a deer or a moose, it can probably take down a human being. Yeah, yeah, you hit him in the chest, and they're probably dead. Yeah, but like, I, f- yeah, I guess. I don't know why. Just in my head, a bullet seems like it would do more damage than a, an arrow. But like you said, a bullet is loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got the silent assassin over here. Also, like if you get hit with an arrow and it doesn't go straight through, you got to fucking pull it out. And Yeah, and that, that, yeah. that ain't going to feel nice coming out. No, it's not. But also, if you just wait till you get to the ER, they'll put you under and do it for you. Yeah, but if you're a homeless man, <laughs> you just got <laughs> shot by an arrow. Yanked. <laughs> yeah, but oh, hey, easy access. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. stab the needle oh in there. God. <laughs> so I hope that it's a hollow arrow. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> use it as a siphon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bigger than I'm used to. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> bigger than I'm used to? Where did it hit you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's him right in the arm. He's like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or just hits him in the rock hard vein, just bounces off. <laughs> oh oh man, playing defense. All right, <laughs> certified local Tyler surprise headline. Love it. Attaboy. Bring yeah. him back to Vancouver more often. Yeah, we, had to, we had to get away from Florida. I was getting a little scared. <laughs> my, my new, send their goons after you. Yeah, my, my news feed was getting a little um, 
a little interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess bet. so. Oh, man. Okay, well, I think that about does it for this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Um, once again, I'll remind our listeners that if you want to get in contact with us for any reason, you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyspocky at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore, and newly on Twitch, where we are very active. You can hit us up there at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> I remember. not watching us do this. That's right. Yet. You're not viewers, you're listeners. Unless you're on the Twitch. <laughs> yeah, you're watching yeah. us. No, th- thank you to our Twitch viewers. Our yeah podcast come hang out with us on twitch it's a lot of fun and come follow we need we need the follows to follow absolutely much appreciated anyway i think that does it for this one thanks for hanging out with us see you on the next one peace i can't watch us on twitch